Hi, everybody. We're back again. Okay. I'm Aaron. And I'm Brooke. You're your two co-hosts of this show, The Rewatch Podcast. It is us. Where we are currently watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Season 7. Amazing. Yes, that's what we do here. Great intro. That was good. That was one of our more solid intros. Right. Usually, I'm just like, oh, 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 here we are. Yep. Like that's I just how did. It's always been. That's how it turned out. Yeah. I, I just turned it into that. Yeah. Dub. Whatever. Anyways. Last episode kind of left off with a, like a really crazy twist ending that no one was expecting. It did, yeah. And this episode kind of picks up, kind of picks up like the day after all of that goes down. Yeah, and it just solves kind of um, the Debbie situation. Right. So I don't. I don't. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. We should plug our stuff before we start. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Right, right, right. So, uh, if you listen to this show and you enjoy it, you should follow us on Spotify. Maybe give us a subscribe and a five star review on iTunes. Yes, please. Help us uh, get friendly with the algorithms. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, get friendly with the algorithms. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. We could do like a some sort of Finn the Human rap over that. Oh my God. Me Economy, rapping? Me? Science. I can't. No. <laughs> Where you went? <laughs> no no never mind okay but yeah uh, follow those things and then you can follow us on instagram for memes and updates at trw pod curated by uh miss brooke over here i do the memes she does the memes yeah i do and then we also post on our facebook page uh alternative bird podcasts where we post about uh this show as well as our other show the way the pod goes whenever the hell we decided to release an episode of that again Oh, God, yeah. We <laughs> said we were going to do another one, like, weeks ago, and then we just didn't. Yeah. That's been fun. I mean, nobody off. really listens to that one except for my parents, mostly because we need to have a following on this one first before that I one. I know. Well, the, the, off. yeah, but, I mean, the plan is to just do two of them anyway just That's because true. and not that, wait that for one's one fun to, to do better. It's fun to talk. I mean, like. About stuff. Yeah, it is really fun. It's just we haven't, I don't know, we haven't been the able to. The world's been very tiring. We haven't been in the mood. We just, we had so many things to talk about, and now it's just all moot. I mean, who cares? <laughs> who cares, right? <laughs> like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I, I just don't think we're in the mood to record a show that doesn't have a guideline for us to talk about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not into it. It'd probably just get real negative. It would get real negative real quick, <laughs> if you can't tell. But uh, we're going to give you uh, a nice episode right now of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Season 7, episode 5. You know, comedy show, not mm -hmm. negativity. Yeah. Pull us out of it with the comedy. Yeah. This episode is titled Debbie, you know, because we're dealing with Debbie. We're dealing with the Debbie, the Debbie machine, the Debbie situation. You guys watch Jenna, Jenna Marbles, the Debbie machine? That's her mom. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> yes. I'm probably, well, she has like millions of subscribers. Oh, so. yeah, she does. And I love her. Uh, this was written by Marcy Giroux and directed by Claire Scanlon. Scanlon? 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm very bad at names. You, you pronounce those very well. I try. I do my best. I think you do pretty well. <laughs> well, usually our episodes start out with a cold open, but this one kind of, it's still a, like an opening scene that we get before the intro music, but it's pretty much our, just gets right into our main story. Yeah. 
Debbie walks into the bullpen and comes up to Jake to ask why the office seems to be going crazy. Jake answers that somebody stole 20 bricks of coke and some machine guns from evidence. Perfect. And he is obviously very frazzled, like, uh, like the whole rest of the office. Mm -hmm. Debbie answers him in the most awkward way that she could by saying, I need you to find whoever did this and kill them so they're dead. (laughs) And then Jake's just left being like, "Uh, uh, okay. And then Mm -hmm. he turns back to his computer. Yeah. No sense at all. Yeah, yeah. And then she walks up to Rosa and Holt and she's just like, bonkers morning, huh? Bonkers. Oh man, crazy situation. Also, um, her volume, like her, the way that she's speaking, she's loud. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of one of the indicators of a guilty person. She's being very loud. Right. She didn't say that line I said earlier, like I said. She said, I need you to find whoever did this and kill them. <laughs> like she like, was screaming. Bonkers morning, huh? Just She's yelling. Yelling. The whole time, which like, isn't really volume. what you want to do when you're the culprit of what everyone's investigating. No, but Maybe she's be a little bit more panicking. So hardcore. Yeah. And like this whole opening is just her acting extremely suspicious and like convincing everyone by accident that she stole all the drugs and guns. <sighs> <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And yeah. the weirdest Weirder than her being suspicious, though, is Hitchcock finding out only because he was using the women's restroom. Yeah, she was taking a phone call in the women's restroom, and um, Hitchcock was in there. He was, you know, on the toilet, just what letting Vib- it out, vibing, vibing, <laughs> <laughs> anti-vibing. Uh, that's vibing. Pooping's vibing. Right, but Hitchcock is an anti-vibe. He is an anti-vibe <laughs> <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. Right, um, but yeah. like Hitchcock's like, all right, I know who stole the drugs and guns, but I can't tell you why. Yeah, don't ask me <laughs> how I know. Don't ask me how I know. Don't ask. That's weird, but everybody already knew. But every everyone already knew anyway because of her entire weird behavior in the morning. Um, bonkers morning, huh? Bonkers morning, huh? Yeah, so that's not convincing. We have a synopsis for you. Synopsis of the episode. Of course. So Debbie stole evidence from the 9-9 and the gang is hot on her case. Jake and Rosa tag along with Debbie while Charles, Amy, Holt, and Terry dig for clues in her diary back at the precinct. She has actually diaries, I should say. Well, maybe maybe if you call it a diary and then the rest is the collection that makes up the larger whole. It is a collection. It is um, a series of journals. It is a detailed account of her life. It is, it's a, like as detailed as a memoir can get. Are those good enough cinnam- synonyms for you? Yeah. Good enough cinnamons? Cinnamons? Cinnamon. So we have some really cool segments for you, I think, that Aaron came up with. One of which is dawdling down Debbie Drive. He loved that. He loved that alliteration. Oh, yeah. I love it. So Debbie gets approached by Terry, who asks her to come with him to his office for a chat. And she then is approached from behind by Amy, who says, it'll only take a minute. But De- Debbie feels cornered, and she starts to, like, kind of freak out a little bit and um, say, like, what a crazy day it is. You know, it's, oh, it's a crazy day. Uh, but uh, with Hot Tub Brian stealing on that cocaine <laughs> uh, and how she needs to make a sandwich, like, right now because she just is so guilty of loving sandwiches. That's the only needs- thing she's guilty of. She's so. like, I got to make one right now. I just I need, I need a sandwich. I need one right now. Um, 
So she runs over to the fridge and starts grabbing items for a sandwich, um, which her recipe, we have a Debbie's sandwich recipe. So take <laughs> notes, take notes if you want a good ass sandwich. Right, right. Uh, you'll need ham, cheese. Mm-hmm. Good so far. Baking soda. Okay. French vanilla creamer. I don't know how that stays in place. And orange chicken. Okay. Um, you know, it it kind of took me down a left turn there, but it came back at the end. It, <laughs> they really had us in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> you really had me in the first half. Um, so after gathering all these uh, wonderful ingredients, she tosses them at Amy and Terry and tries to run away before getting clotheslined by Scully for uh, taking his orange chicken. So he had no idea that Debbie even <laughs> had uh, committed a crime. Right. He was he just was, like... He was attacking her. I was going to eat that later. He was attacking her for taking his food, (laughs) which honestly mood, you know? You know, that's just more of like Scully gets real serious when food's involved. They get so serious over the stupidest things. So it's anything regarding leisure and relaxation or food or bathrooms. With Hitchcock, it's usually a bit more scummy, but like Scully, it's pretty much always about sitting or comfort, food. food. Yep. All the things. Right. Yeah. So we have like a, what we like to call a key story point. Yes. A key scene in the show. Mm-hmm. Now being held in the interrogation room, Debbie waits in silence while the detectives try to figure out where she could have hidden the stolen evidence. So far, all they know is that the coke that she stole was evidence against a notorious crime boss, Silvio Nucci. Oh my God, so Italian. Right. I even spelled it right, I think. Good job. And that he, Nucci, might have blackmailed her into doing this, which is Terry's theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a fun, stupid little thing that happens with Boyle uh, during all of this. So it's our what the fuck Boyle segment because oh that's God. our favorite segment. He's just always doing something crazy. Yeah. Something Boyle-like. Yeah. So during this uh, interrogation room scene, we find out that Charles plays the same phone game that Debbie plays. Uh, it's called Cool Girl in School. It's one of those, I imagine, those story kind of, uh, you click and go, right. you craft your own story kind of thing. Um, well, you have like a little bit of options probably. And uh, he remarks that his character in the game just became captain of the color guard and that junior year is looking up. Oh my God. He fondly did, says that junior year is looking up. So Did Charles watch Totally Spies in his 20s? It feels like he watched Totally Spies. <laughs> it feels like he's watched Kim Possible. All of the really nice, you know, uh, female-geared shows, which is fine. You can do that. Right, ones that aren't Barbie's dream house. Yes, uh, I think <laughs> I, I think it's adorable. Boyle plays that. I wonder, I, I imagine, like, how did that even happen? I imagine he was just, like, on his phone one day and saw an ad for it and he was like, I want to be a cool girl in school. I feel like he mostly just liked it because he loves um, achieving and he likes yeah. mundane achievements like, you know, being captain of the color guard. Yeah, yeah. He's, he probably also wasn't that popular in high school, so maybe he's... Living out some fantasies. Yeah. And who doesn't want to be a girl anyway? Being a girl's fun. Um, I, <laughs> I beg to differ. No, it's actually terrible. I don't. I, I, ten, I, I don't like what I've seen. Uh, zero out of ten. Don't recommend. I would not do it. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I mean, as far as uh, video games, it's playing as, as a girl's fun. Is yeah. <laughs> I'm still just thinking about Totally Spies. Does anybody actually remember that cartoon, or does only a portion of the population? I remember it. I remember a lot of episodes. I remembered watching. Very I watched it on Saturday fun. mornings. Yeah, I watched it in the mornings too. Anyways. <laughs> 
coming along again to Darling Down Debbie Drive Part 2. Look at that. Kelly. I don't know. <laughs> Terry is now in the room with Debbie, trying to convince her that everyone just wants to help her get out of the situation she's in. We're all friends here. Yeah, it's fine. And she should just, you know, confess so her friends can help her out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I got real friends. And then she starts naming off <laughs> the names of her obvious pet fish. Yep. Gil. Yeah, Gildy. Gil. Uh, Guppy. Bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Those are obviously just your pet fish. <laughs> and then uh, Terry ousts her as a fish owner, which. How dare you? I said oust her. <laughs> oh, my God. You outed <laughs> a fish owner? Exposed. What if they weren't ready to come out yet? They weren't ready. <laughs> no one's ever ready. But she then like immediately, she's like, and I stole the drugs. <laughs> oh, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to yeah. be. Okay. Mm -hmm. When asked why she would do that, why would you steal all that cocaine? She says it's because she needs to have her drugs and she's a big time drug girl. I need to have my drugs and I'm I a need... big time drug girl. I'm a, I need to have my drugs. It's, again, not convincing. Not at all. Terry doesn't believe it for a moment and says that he thinks that Nucci forced her to do this. And Debbie, who obviously knows how to keep her cool, started laughing her ass off as if that would show how ridiculous that situation Terry proposed would be. A big old laugh. For 40 minutes. <sighs> that's so much laughing. I, that's That exhausts me thinking about it. 40 straight minutes. <laughs> Uh, we're going to jump forward into another scene. Uh, we got some character knowledge. So we are in Terry's office. The, de the detectives are discussing how they should, uh, how they can get her to confess so they can end this whole uh, situation that's going on. It's, it's a lot. And Jake expresses that he wants to help Debbie out of this because she obviously is really in over her head. But Rosa disagrees and thinks that Debbie is an adult and should... Uh, you know, deal with it because she chose to do this and deserves no help. She should just like face the consequ consequences of her actions. I can't speak right. today. That's pretty fun. Um, but we find out that uh, in Rosa's childhood, she got into juvie and had no help from any of her loved ones or family. Um, so that's what made her, uh, you know, be so strong and like learn how to just deal with the consequences. Uh, and this kind of sets a divide between the motivations of our characters. Um, and yeah, this is a little interesting tidbit of Rosa um, that I thought was uh, something we could comment on a little bit. Yeah, she, during this whole scene, her face is very, like, you can tell that she's not totally there. She's, like, looking off, not looking at Jake while he's talking. Yeah. Just, like, kind of really frustrated that, like, Jake would suggest, like, helping an mm -hmm. obvious criminal who just needs to, like, man up. Yeah. And figure shit out. Yeah, she explains that she had broken into uh, several houses after um, being in ballet school. Right, which and was so, extremely, like, You know, she had to strict. be perfect. It, yeah, it was a very strict uh, time for her. And so she just kind of let loose and broke into a couple houses and ended up in juvie. And, Oof. of course, she was let off easy because she was uh, juvenile. So, yeah, um... But at that point, she still was uh, kicked out of her house because right. she, like, her parents said that you're on your own after this. Like, you're you're done. Like, we're, yeah, we're not like helping Yeah, like, we're not anymore. dealing with a child criminal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Rose, I guess, has this 
mentality of um you know if i didn't get help uh, then other people shouldn't either and that you know it still makes you a better person right at this point because of rosa's character development over the seasons mm-hmm. She considers herself like a strong-willed woman. Yeah. Somebody that like knows how to handle herself and knows what's best in her life. Yeah. And obviously because of this scene, we learn that she thinks of herself like that. And uh, I don't know, I guess justifies her past by saying like, that's why I am what I am now. She credits that to her strength, right? Right. Um, But, and we'll, we'll comment on that kind of later because- there's more to it, but it's kind of, I think it's kind of clear that she's not all the way there in yeah. this mentality of like, you know, because I wasn't helped, no one should either. And this made me stronger. Um, it, it kind of gets turned a bit. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that. So this is where I started to have trouble naming this segment because oh I, my goodness. I, oh my God. Yeah. I can see it. I needed to get more and more uh, lengthy. So, dawdling down Debbie Drive 3, daring detective directives. Amazing. Just keep keep on going with that alliteration. <laughs> so, Jake has a plan to, like, get this all sorted out. He escorts Debbie out of the precinct, telling her that he is breaking her out and also works for Nucci. She screams out that, like, oh, my God, you work for Nucci? I work for Nucci, I too. for Nucci. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's super loud. Really loud. And Rosa pulls up and they tell her to like get in the trunk. They like put Debbie in the trunk. And like Jake apologizes for the tight quarters, which is like, it's okay. I don't really need light or oxygen. I am really low maintenance, like a house plant, like a succulent. It's kind of relatable. You know, my mom always said, <laughs> and then they just like, oh no, the trunk is shutting. Oh, she's a lot. A lot. Yep. And they arrive at what we can only assume is like Debbie's like apartment or like uh, some sort of safe house that she stashed the cocaine and guns at. We find out the reason that Debbie was doing all of this was to get money for her dad who needed an expensive surgery. So we get kind of like a, it's like a, uh, a pull in different directions as she's speaking. Yeah. Cause Jake, as we said in the last scene was like wanting to help her. And then when she says that he kind of looks over at Rosa and is like, ah, ah see? I see. Yeah. 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 She has to her good intentions emotionally. Um, and so after that, Jake and Rosa, they step outside the room to talk about this because Rosa thinks that they should just take Debbie and the cook back to the station now, since they have it. And Jake thinks this is a better opportunity to catch Nucci since he's the real bad guy, not Debbie. Like this is like a kind of like a lead, almost like they have the guy. Right. Like you can actually you can get, get the guy. You can get the big boss dude, the big fish, right? Right. Um. Then right after, uh, before they go back inside, Rosa expresses her concern that Debbie is a loose cannon. She's not all together, right? She's a bit like uh losing it, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit crazy. Um. So she should be like taken in right away. They shouldn't. They shouldn't just let her keep. Uh. Her freedom. <laughs> Bonkers <laughs> morning, point. huh? Yeah, at this point, they shouldn't let her, you know, have some sort of freedom, I guess. No, no, no. Um, but Jake says that uh, she couldn't be. She's not a loose cannon because uh, she apolo- he saw her apologize to a chair after bumping into it once. So <laughs> clearly she's sane and all together. Um, then they find Debbie is uh, hopped up on cocaine, waving guns around inside. They like, step inside and she's just... Uh, 
What is she doing? Like, she was like, Jake, you made cocaine sound so great. I just had to try it. And it's amazing. And she's just like waving guns around. Yeah, so Jake is kind of just immediately proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, that she is not at all. You can't. Stable. Like, yeah. You can't trust stable. her to like. Uh, uh, you know. At least be like dumb and let along. <laughs> yeah, not at least in this emotional state that she's in. It's more so her emotional state than it is just her. But right. Uh, yeah, she's she uh, bumped some cocaine and it's just you know waving guns around like it's GTA. Good so Lord. we're in GTA now. This not is a good situation. Vibes, GTA vibes. GTA vibes, right? GTA vibes. So I uh, decided that. We should talk about some character duos that go on in the show. Oh, yes. It is very obvious that it's been happening, you know, throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that I, like, we decided to put it in, like, a dull little segment. Oh, yeah. So, in this episode, we got a cool, we have a couple of duos, as usual, like, Jake and Rosa are doing their thing. And the one that really stuck out to me, though, was Holt and Amy. <laughs> Back at the precinct... Terry informs Holt, Amy, and Charles that Debbie kept an extensive diary that might give them some clues as to, like, where she might go, what's going on. Charles mm-hmm. is offended by the use of the word extensive since he is an avid journaler. Of course he is. Of course he's an avid journaler. You know it. And Charles then realizes how wrong he is after seeing that the break room has been completely enveloped by Debbie's diaries. Oh, so many. Just to explain how many diaries there are in the room, two entire books were an example, uh, for example, were dedicated to a morning and an afternoon of the same day. Dude, that's some like... A full diary for two out of three sections of the day. (laughs) Some like manic behavior. Four four sections of the day? Morning, afternoon, evening, night. Yeah, I guess it's four. Okay, sure. Yeah, two out of half the day. Two Mm -hmm. books, two full books. In order to read all of these, Holt and Amy decide to have a reading competition. Holt has an average of 800 words per minute, while Santiago has an 802 words per minute average. Smoking wow. Holt. Just, pwned. Just pwns him. Pwned, as, as he, he says. says. Yeah. <laughs> he says the same thing. <laughs> so Holt and Amy seem to be usually teamed up together when there is a problem-solving like situation going on yeah. or something that involves uh, a weird specific intellect. Yeah. They are, they all often get paired up when they're like a power duo. Right. Yeah. It, like for like brain puzzles, big brain time, big brain time. <laughs> and in this case, the big brain time is speed reading. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I guess you could call this a trio. Cause Charles is challenging them by saying that by, slow comprehensive reading he will get more information than they will he's just more like a third wheel right yeah <laughs> he's just off to the side is he not always a, a little bit a yeah. little bit yeah so let's go back to debbie so we have we're gonna, <laughs> we have a part four for you dawdling down debbie drive part four destructive debbie decimates drapes <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> so, the scene opens with her ripping drapes down in the room she's, yeah she's ripping drapes down she's on a high um she, she's going insane right now with coke madness and she is just ruining all of jake's attempts at trying to convince rosa that she just needs help she needs <laughs> some you know guidance a little bit of love yeah uh so this high is really working against her and then they get a text from nucci on the burner phone that the handoff is going to happen in two hours 
So Rosa says that she's going to text the 99 to make sure their cover isn't blown. But Debbie is really getting paranoid from all the cocaine. Um, and just Which, that's what drugs do to you. Yeah. So <laughs> she's growing paranoid. Um, and when Rosa tries to step out, Debbie points a gun at her. And then Rosa's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. And says, Debbie, you're under arrest. And uh, tries to take the gun from her. But. Debbie uh, knocks out Rosa with her uh, women's self-defense class moves. <laughs> and that just really leaves Jake in trouble because Rosa's cover is blown, you know. And yeah, this is a one-man with, job with a, Yeah, with a high Debbie with guns. Um, so Rosa gets put into the trunk of the car by Debbie, who then <laughs> she smashes Jake's phone too so that they can't be tracked by the, to the drop site. And Jake suggests that he drives so that Debbie can uh, get the coke out of her system a little bit, like calm down a little bit, get off that high. Just, uh, just calm down. You're a, you're a little bit too much right you're now. Like a little bit, little, little. a little much, a little much, a little I much. Always gonna keep saying <laughs> a little much, a little much. Um, but then Debbie just does more coke and just declares that she is the king of New York and she's driving. <laughs> she's on a rampage, rampage, like like, like Archer. <laughs> High is not like the best word to describe her. It's mm-hmm. like it is literal coke madness. It's it's she's rampage. C- she's coked out. She's on a rampage. That's right. all I can say. What 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 rampage? What season was that? That was when he had uh, cancer, right? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good show. He, he just said that. It's like I have cancer. Like every chance <laughs> he got. <laughs> that's a great show. We need to watch that again. I know we do. We never finished it. I know. Well, there's also like new seasons too. Right. To enjoy. Uh, uh, so yeah. much. So back to like some the character duos featuring Charles. Ah, uh, yes. He, featuring he comes Charles. <laughs> featuring Charles. Featuring. It's like featuring Pitbull, except <laughs> Charles, Charles doesn't come in saying, uh, New York, Miami, uh, oh my London. God. <laughs> Dolly. No. Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. Me and Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Watch Rooster Teeth, guys. Please. And uh, so Amy and Holt are speedily reading through the journals while Terry tries to ramp up the competitiveness in the room. Mm-hmm. And Charles is then mocked for being a reg reader. Oh, he's a casual. They call him a fil- filthy casual, huh? <laughs> is that what they're calling him? And then they laugh at him for probably reading to relax. Oh, they straight up call him a filthy casual. That's <laughs> it. That's what that is. They they laugh at him maniacally. Jeez. Crazies. This is like, I feel like the first time I've ever seen Charles make a face where he's just like, oh my fucking he's God. He's like really annoyed. Where <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like he's the sane one in the room, which doesn't happen often, does it? Like never. No, he's always the one that's kind of on a weird... Uh, tangent saying or, things about like having sex with food or, or he's like, the insane expert on something but right. in this case he's just the regular reader and he's <laughs> kind of uh and there's uh, Amy over here getting a uh, finger burn from turning pages too quickly finger burn oh my <laughs> oh my god and what Holt pulling like a total like anime dude thing where he's like <gasps> Haha, this entire time I was reading out of the corner of my eye while you didn't notice. You fool. <laughs> you, you fool. You fool. <laughs> you will fail to realize my true oh power. Oh my God. That's <laughs> actually accurate. Okay. So we're going down Debbie Drive again. Uh-huh. Part five. Oh my God. Dawdling down Debbie Drive. 
Part 5. Dubious Debbie dastardly detains detectives while delaying mother's degradation. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of alliteration. I was getting real tired by this point. I can tell. <laughs> um, but you've done great notes, so you're. this is great. I don't know. So now they're at the mansion, which is the drop-off site for the cocaine. Oh, my God. A Ro- huge mansion. Yeah, Rosa. Oh, God. Rosa's tied to a chair. Isn't the mansion like a... Airbnb. Yeah, that's what it is. Airbnb. $45,000. Oh, Airbnb. God. <laughs> God, no. Debbie. Uh, so Rosa's tied to a chair, and Jake is trying to figure out uh, some way to contact 99 to tell them where they are because this is really a pickle. Uh, Nucci's going to show up. There's guns. Debbie's on coke. So, but Debbie is continuing to be like this crazy cokehead. So she's singing songs and calls her mother, her her actual mother, to the mansion to show off and yell about uh, how much she hates her. So she's like, uh, well, "Look at me now, just, mom." Yeah, she she so she invited her mom to the mansion to show her the to fur gloat. coat, the fur coat that she's wearing. Right. Um, she's you know she has guns that she's holding. And uh, the mom's like, "What are what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Basically, like, <laughs> she's like, "Why do you have a gun? Why do you have a gun?" Like, and Debbie's like, "Oh my god, mom! I'm wearing this nice fur coat in a mansion, and I all you am... worry about is a gun." I hate you so much. I hate ah! you so much. I hate you. And then she promptly ties her mom to a chair and continues to argue with her while Jake and Rosa try to come up with a plan to get the gun away from her, uh, using this. A little crush that Debbie has on Jake. <laughs> he looks a like Mr. Bean. Crush. Just a, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we forgot to mention that uh, Debbie enjoys You're closer than you think. Debbie enjoys Mr. Bean. Oh my god! What would you do to Mr. Bean? Ew! <laughs> what the uh, fuck? Uh, uh, make him Ew. make him some tea and make have him a nice conversation. Just have a lovely conversation with Mr. Bean. Don't touch him, weirdo. Oh my god. Um. So he uh he tries to like lure her in with a kiss, uh, but she catches on and takes him down. So hiya, yeah, the hiya takes him down with the uh the moves that she learned, the women's self class. defense, self defense class, yeah. <laughs> and so then that leaves everyone tied to chairs, and Nushi is on the way. So this is oh shit, really a scary predicament for them. Um, but Jake. Uh, informs Debbie that like Nucci is going to kill everyone, well probably just him and Rosa right. uh, when he arrives because they're two cops he's going to look at them and be like, oh, I'm just going to kill you because why would I why would I let Wait you see second. my face right now? Witnesses Witnesses, why would I let them see me? No. Don't think so. Um, This, you know, loose ends, why, why would you do that? So, she didn't think this through despite her saying that she did and this is a really a tight spot you know, their <laughs> lives are essentially on the line. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can see her. Debbie's been unraveling this whole episode, but she she's been. like getting close to the end of her threat at this moment. Yeah, and like um, as she is taking in everything that Jake is telling her that like when Nucci comes, he's going to kill him and Rosa. She is like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, and she like reaches her like hand up to her head because she, she looks like she's like getting faint and lightheaded. And holds the gun up, like pulls like closer to her uh, shoulder, and accidentally starts shooting at the ceiling. Um, oh. She's like, oh, I didn't mean to. So she's like, and then she does it again immediately yeah. afterwards. Yeah, she's kind of sobering up, I think, with that information, and is uh, getting a little 
little lightheaded probably and overwhelmed. Like, oh shit. I didn't think that anybody was gonna die. Yeah, so he he's saying that you'll be an accessory to murder if this continues and that she doesn't do something about it. Yeah, that's a pretty bad situation there. It's a bad situation. Situation. And then we return to the Speed Readers Club. Fun. Back at the precinct, Terry tells the three readers, which I felt clever, the three readers, <laughs> that Debbie's apartment is empty and there is no sign of the Coke or Jake or Rosa. Everything's gone. Oh Whoa. my gosh, can you hear her? That's <laughs> I think rabbit. I just heard her in the thing. That's our rabbit in the background. She's very stompy. She has right. some big stompers. Oh, she's stomping. He's stomping. She's she's loud. A, she's a cute tiramisu. He's a tiramisu. He's a she's cinnamon a cinnamon roll. roll. Oh, she's a cinnamon <laughs> roll. We you posted pictures of her on the alternative bird. Yeah, I had to post a picture. She's a new mascot. So I had to post a picture of her. You baby. How would I not? She's a baby girl. You baby. He's baby. Okay. Anyways, uh, Debbie's apartment's empty. We don't know where anything went. And Charles is like, wait a second. Uh, I read in here that she talks a lot about her mom, and uh, maybe we can start researching about her mom. And Charles is like, I'll get reading about her right away, and then we can figure out where like she is, ask her anything. And then immediately, Holton and Amy start rattling off a bunch of very specific information about Debbie's mother, just leaving Charles in the dust. Yeah, they rattle off this information back and forth. Um, basically finishing each other's sentences like her schedule when does she the grocery shop when does she uh, go to some club the order of her husband's and like yeah. step and more yeah her most car. recent husband yeah what, what? her license plate yeah it's a vanity license plate yeah and so that just kind of leaves Charles point moot unfortunately right he's like he starts off he's like because slow and steady and then they rattle off all their facts and then he's just like Wins wins the race. Slow and yeah. steady wins the race. Yeah. And he just throws his book down. He's he's fed up. And like I said, this <laughs> is this is Charles for once being fed up with the ridiculousness of other people. Because it's always the other way around. Right, right. It's always the other way around. <laughs> it's like it's kind of weird because in this case it's like Holt and Amy are doing something really weird, but it's still like kind of practical. It is. Like learning how to read very quickly and still comprehend. Yeah. But like to an extreme, whereas Charles, all of his stuff is always not practical. Are you it's saying... It's like information about, like, goat testicles as food or something. Are you saying that the pizza emails are not practical at all? Okay, well, you know, <laughs> I, I do need to know the mouthfeel of the, the local... Mouth the feel. local pizza. Oh, my God, the mouthfeel is so important. <laughs> <laughs> sauce, the sauce-to-cheese ratio, the mouthfeel, you know, It's really, it's iconic. The crust. All back to the first season. <laughs> Oh, uh, full of gold. Mm-hmm. But uh, back to Debbie, and I'm done with alliteration. Fun. Where, where, <laughs> I, I couldn't add any more words. Yeah, you were done. You're I like, lost, I'm done with alliteration. I'm lost on creativity here. <laughs> so Debbie is still trying to figure out how to stop Nucci from killing everyone without going, and also without going to jail. Yes. Which um, I don't know if you can really pull that off at this no, point. No, that's kind of impossible. Debbie's mother is also seriously degrading her and disowning her despite being completely out in no situation to say anything right now. What's kind of alarming. Tied to a chair. Yes. What's kind of alar alarming here is that her mom is so calm and collected about this situation, like being tied to a chair. Um, There's a guy, like a, a mafia dude showing up soon. 
Uh, there's cops right next to her that are also tied Debbie's up. Debbie's just shooting off a gun by accident. Debbie has the gun, and she is so weirdly calm, which kind of makes me wonder, what else has Debbie done that has been not to this extreme, but something similar? Like, what else has Debbie maybe put her through? That's kind of my question. <laughs> I mean, there was the thing where she invested all of her money into the kitty cruise. Yeah, because, you know, if this... <laughs> You you'd think uh, a mother would be like absolutely losing their mind right now, right? Of like the, panicking. the severity of the situation, but she's like, you know what, Debbie, you're not my daughter anymore. Uh, I'm done talking to you. Goodbye. This will all work out. I won't die. It's fine. She says goodbye like she's leaving, but like, she's like she hangs tied up to the a phone chair. or something. But she's like literally looking at her and says goodbye and just ends the conversation. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but during all that, Rosa. She's like, shut up, Debbie's mom. Yeah, she like gets angry. Yeah, she's pissed. And she connects with Debbie through this bad maternal relationship because, you know, her parents kicked her out when she needed help the most. Yes. And Ro- and Debbie's mom is kind of <laughs> doing the exact same thing to her right now. She is. Uh, well, do we want to go into this now on, on Rosa? Do we want to talk about Rosa right a little bit? I guess we could, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Rosa makes this connection with Debbie um, and promises to help her uh, kind of get out of the situation and um, I guess help guide her a little bit if, you know, she unties them and lets them go and, and uh, works with them. But uh, in doing so, Rosa um, uh, reveals a lot more about her past with being kicked out and having uh, parents that, um aren't very supportive not like yeah like not supportive but also um didn't help her through a mistake or a fuck up you know as as you grow up that happens and when she like first like seriously messed up they kicked her to the curb and um that was a point where she needed like love and support the most Needed even guidance. though guidance like listen like we still love you even though you did this terrible thing but we'll help you through it and we'll help you be like a better person or whatever you know that kind of support and she didn't receive that and she explains that like even though this you know that may have made her stronger uh she wishes that she still had those helping hands to guide her through that because it didn't need to be that way. And she right. likely would have still ended up just as strong with guidance and love, right? Right. That, she would like, have been she, strong and also with better yeah. parental relationships. Yeah. So it's not like a thing that's in spite of them. It's, you know, she was going to be this way regardless, I think. I think she right. was going to be strong and strong-willed regardless. It's just this, you know, thing I think that she tries to attribute it to, to try and cover it up a little more, cover up her feelings a little more, maybe. Right. Um, But now she's kind of... That's my two cents. She's dealing (laughs) with it now. She's dealing with it now and is trying to help someone else um, not, I guess, experience something similar that she went through where, you know, no one helped this person that was just struggling and did this terrible thing. And she wants to be that helping hand. She sees an opportunity to be that. And so she's going to be. Good job, Rosa. Good job, Rosa. That's a that's a good um and you can tell like she's always kind of felt that. She just hadn't uh, 
He didn't want to express it. it. Yeah, you yeah. know how Rosa is. She covers up her feelings a lot. Right, she bottles them she's, up. She's layered. Then... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, Nucci arrives, like, right, kind of right after that. Yes. And Debbie surprises him by having Jake and Rosa pop out with the machine guns that she had. And they're like, everybody, put your weapons down. And then Nucci's like, heh no, you put your weapons down. <laughs> wow. And he's like, I'm going to shoot you guys. And then all the police show up. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> all the cops, they're like, <laughs> you know, that unintelligent, like, you can't hear anything they're saying. You just hear oh, yelling from a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. A, yeah. I, I almost said a sousaphone, but it's not... <laughs> that's a... <laughs> that's like what? a band, a woodwind instrument. <laughs> okay. I, I meant... Um, uh, Megaphone? Megaphone. That's it. Yeah, not a sousaphone. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. <laughs> oh, no. I, I couldn't tell you what it looks like, but oh, it, no. it's a thing, a sousaphone. Okay. I think it kind of looks like uh, a bassoon, but... Amazing. You know what a bassoon looks like? Kind of. It's brown. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. Whatever. Sure. I, I was never even in band. I was never in band. No one think that I was in band. You weren't a band geek? No. A band geek, they say? Absolutely not. Oh, my. Never went to band camp. Band camp? <laughs> <laughs> but even <laughs> after the rest of the cops show up, Nucci is still, like, not going down without a fight. He, like, grabs Debbie, like, points a gun at her. He's like, I will shoot her if you, <laughs> like, don't back off. And then Jake's like, ooh, it wasn't a good idea to grab Debbie like that. And he's like, uh, what? And then she does her little, hi-ya! And, like, Kicks him, me, down. <laughs> kicks him, gets him down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Amy is quite impressed by that. Like, whoa, that was incredible. <laughs> Thanks. Also, Jake says you smell like shit. <laughs> and Jake's like, why? Why would she say that? I don't know. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> a so weird funny. thing for her to say. <laughs> <laughs> also random. Debbie's been random all day. <laughs> we didn't talk about that in depth like throughout the episode, but like, there have oh, been yeah. multiple moments where like, in order to prove to Debbie that he didn't have a real connection with Amy. He was, like, telling her that he thought Amy smelled like shit. Yeah, so she smelled bad. Like, like day-old uh, cheese. Day-old cheese. Was it was Left out yogurt. macaroni salad? I don't know. Macar- was, something like macaroni salad. It was salad. like a salad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyways. Yes. We have some, uh, uh, a resolution. We have a resolution. Again, usually we have multiple, but this was kind of just a big... One big story going on. It was. It was more centered around Debbie and the Debbie situation, I guess. Yeah. So we're back at the nine nine, and Jake and Rosa are talking about the uh, the end of the case and conclusion here, and how Rosa helped Debbie get a more lenient sentence. It was what, like ten years? Yeah, she said it was probably going to be like ten years. Yeah, and they also have to agree upon one thing, um, before this episode ends, and that's not to let anyone know that they got beat up by Debbie. Both of them beat <laughs> yeah. up by Debbie. So, uh, they both got taken down by yeah. Debbie Fogel, which yeah. is uh, a little embarrassing. Yeah. Least. And so, what? Are we going to do a little performance here? Okay. 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 Are you going to be Jake? Debbie okay. Rosa? I guess we'll just go with normal gender roles here. Gender roles? Okay. okay. And let's begin. We can't let anyone find out that we were beat up by Debbie Fogel. Agreed. N- this conversation never happened. I don't even know who you are. That that was hurtful, and you took a little too far. Weird thing for a stranger to say. Uh, what? Uh, 
<laughs> what? It's honestly it's so funny. <laughs> Weird thing for a stranger to say. The confusion in his face. He was like taken aback a little bit. <laughs> He's like, um, uh, I thought we were. Like, wait, wait, I thought we were friends. Here, I thought we were friends. So and she's just like, uh, bye. Yeah. Get out so of here. we can't let anyone know that Debbie beat them up. But That's we their know. secret. We know. <laughs> and she we... took down Nucci. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she also like took down a crime boss. <laughs> Which I mean, uh, he wasn't really that built, anyways. No. Oh shit. Get him. I I, I get him. I feel like crime bosses often are like not well, actually not that muscle. powerful. They just like they get just have dudes. people around them that are the muscle. Right. The power. Which isn't that weird? Because it used to be like if you were big, you were the power. I mean, I guess I don't know. It's not that way anymore, though. Not always. All the puny dudes with glasses have all the money. Oh my god, that's you could, true. But you could like squeeze them and they'd pop. Would be, oh. <laughs> that's a weird thought. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta squeeze dudes with glasses, make no. them pop. No, I'll make them pop. Oh, that sounds weird. That's like, what I mean. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not how I meant it. No. Okay. Okay. This quarantine has us just weird. Um, you're barely quarantined. I am. I'm still working. <laughs> I work at a grocery store. Yeah, my work is letting me work from home, so I do work, but I'm stuck here. I don't. I don't go outside, and it's stir, weird. Stir crazy a little bit. I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about myself too much. I don't like it. Uh, too much self analyzing going on. So. But I but I'm making you sandwiches because you he, at home. He makes me sandwiches sometimes. He's been making me sandwiches because he's been like off the past two days. <laughs> he makes me sandwiches. I'll make you a sandwich tomorrow too. You're so sweet. Okay. You're well, that's that's been Debbie. That was Debbie. Uh, that was episode five of season seven, and we hope you enjoyed it. We yep. hope you liked this episode, and if you did, please show us some support in any way and let us know. Even just reach out to us in any way and let us know that you yep. like our show because we have no idea. We we don't really hear from people except like one person. <laughs> one one person. Yes. We have you one. know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. You know who you are. You're the best. You send us emails. It feels nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but you can also send us emails at trwpod at gmail.com or you know, slide into our DMs on Instagram at trwpod. Yeah, please. Just, uh, you know, uh, give us a shout. Tell us if uh, you had a favorite part of the episode that we could talk about as well. Yes. You know, get mm-hmm. dialed in with those listener emails. Do it. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Please. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. That's kind of the show. That's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you very you much. Thank you for enjoying it, if you did. If you did. Please you follow did. Spotify. Please Subscribe follow. Subscribe Apple Podcasts. Please follow. <laughs> Please follow me. Please follow. Stand outside my window. Oh my God. Okay, not that. Please don't no, stand outside my window. That's creepy. We, we no. No, 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 no. Bonkers morning. Bonkers morning, huh? That would be a bit much. <laughs> a little much. A little much. A little much. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> okay, we're done. All right, we're done. We're done. Bye. Bye. Bye.